fight me. Hello and welcome to Bite, Bite me. me. I'm Julia Steyer. And I'm Bacola Ogunmola. And I love vampires. And I do not. And I would just like to point out, I wore my Angel shirt today instead of when we watched Angel. I had this whole plan. I had this Buffy the Vampire shirt. Vamp- no. Buffy the Vampire Slayer shirt mm-hmm. that I was going to wear when we watched Buffy. That didn't happen either. So clearly, like my outfit coordination with this podcast is not up to par. But I will work on that for season three. I think that should be our theme is that we have to dress up for every episode. She's saying that because I show up here in no. whatever God gave me. No, no, no. I didn't mean and like, I'm, oh, you we see that back. I have both my glasses, both prescriptions. So I'm blind, blind for y'all. Um, scarf on, like, I was like, really, I don't have any makeup on. Like, we're, we we're, just showed up today. We showed up today, but we showed up for y'all. We did show so up for you guys. Excited. Like, every time me and Bacola meet before noon, we're like, are we really dedicated? I feel that way. I feel like I worked so hard this morning. Honestly. Um, I like show like Bacola showed up and I was like, oh, Bacola, you should just know like I'm really tired and I don't know why. She's like, because you're overworked. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, um okay. Anyway, sorry. Today. We'll start. We'll stop complaining about ourselves. <laughs> what are we watching today? We are watching Vampire versus the Bronx, not to be confused with a vampire in Brooklyn. Exactly, different borough. Different borough, <laughs> different decade, different millennium. <laughs> Let me look up. What this is about while she goes on and tells you the difference. Tell me, actually, while I'm looking this up, tell us the difference between the Bronx and Brooklyn for all of us non New Yorkers. They Hmm. are two different boroughs. Um, How far apart are they? they, Are they close? They are close. It's all close. It's New York. But the Bronx is on the mainland and Brooklyn is on Long Island. Really? Yes. I did not actually know that. Oh, man. I know nothing about New York. Wow. Um, yes. I know. Brooklyn uh, and Queens are on Long Island, so they're on literally the island that the same island that has like on one end is Brooklyn. Wait, I know downtown Brooklyn, uptown Queens on the subway, right? Or did I flip it? Um, it depends on which <laughs> subway you're taking because it goes west to east. I was really proud of myself. There you, for a it's second. okay. You tried. You worked hard. I get you. But um, it depends on where you're going. Um, Brooklyn. So on one end of the island is Williamsburg, and on the other end is the Hamptons. So that's how large Long Island is. Yeah, economically. Well, maybe not economically anymore. Oh, I remember when Brooklyn was dangerous. Good times. <laughs> I, I'm people, sorry. I'm really trying to pull up this this synopsis, and it's not going well for me. Oh, so buddy. Um, <clears throat> but it, but yes, the Bronx is on the mainland, and it is the only borough that is not on an island or an island itself. So, like Staten Island is an island, Manhattan is an island, and then Brooklyn and Queens are on. This picture is great. It has the kid holding a crucifix. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm ex- fully expecting this to be campy. Oh, Coco wait. Jones is in it. It came out in 2020. Oh, this is new. This is brand spanking new. I thought there was a different Vampires versus the Bronx from like the I think 80s. This is a remake, I'm assuming. Yeah. Which one are we watching? We're watching the new one. Okay. Okay. Vampires versus the Bronx is a 2020 American comedy horror. It follows a group of teenagers who are forced to protect their neighborhood in the Bronx when a gathering of vampires invades. That is so... This feels very, um, Night Teeth. 
Yeah. Except instead of Boyle Heights, it's the Bronx. Yes. And and it's, uh, no offense to Night Teeth, good. It got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. That wasn't me judging it. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at your radio like that. That wasn't me judging. Don't look at your phone like that. That wasn't me judging it. I'm just saying, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, That's, so it's going to be good. Well, did the remake or did the original? The that? remake... Had 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, like, I'm assuming it's not scary. I'm assuming it's probably hilarious. Because a bunch of kids, like, no offense, if you put me in a movie with vampires, like, I'm going to be doing really dumb stuff. So, I'm assuming that it's really funny. Um, I'm assuming it's very campy. I'm assuming that they're, like, all the the fun stuff you loved about, like, my babysitter's a vampire. It's gonna be in this. Like that movie. Were, that movie had no right being that good. It was there. It was quite good, quite good. You know, sometimes I still think about that little boy from um, Mom's Dating a Vampire. Yes, I, I still think about, about him. I'm like, how would he deliver this line? Truly, like he's a masterclass all on his own. So proud of that man, because um, he's a full adult now. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> Somebody get him on this podcast and be like, Truly. hey, we found these, like, two girls who, like, are a fan of a very specific movie of yours. Please come on the podcast. Please come talk to them. And come sit in this room. Well, we've had a lot of people come sit in this room and be on this podcast. I should probably, if we start having, like... Actual guests. We need actual guests who aren't our friends that I that we coerce. into because truly, like bless Nikhil's heart. First guest in on he didn't know what he's two. getting himself into. I was like, oh, we're gonna be filming in her room. He's like, I'm not going into an early twenties girl's room. And I was like, no, no, that's where we film. He was like, I'm not kidding. Oh, I hope we didn't make him uncomfortable. He was fine. He thought I was kidding. And I was like, no, no, that's really where we film. He was like, really? And he was like, I've seen some. He was like, I saw your first video. I was like, that's her room. And he was like, oh, okay. See, and I've got my little wall panels. Yeah. I'm making it look official in the corner. Yeah, it's Got good. my little movie posters from Shit. other stuff, you yeah, know. I like it. I like this setup. I thank you. Yeah. If we don't fit, like, we, me and Bacola are like, we're truly, like, I, I think my chair is, like, half on top of her chair. But you know what? Everyone's got to start somewhere. We're making it happen. We're making it happen. You can also tell we're tired because we're literally rambling yes, so much. We haven't so, even talked about Vampire in the Bronx. What do you think it's going to be like? Um. Okay. What I think it's going to be like is I'm kind of bummed because I think the vampires are going to be the bad guys again. <laughs> um. It's going to be kids mm-hmm. versus, like, old, gnarly adult vampires. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's very much going to be that, like... Mm-hmm kids versus adults like kids getting like a come up on adults mm. um i think it's gonna be i have a feeling like i get the vibe that it's gonna be like kids who are like considered like troublemakers or something mm. in their school and they're like no 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 we're actually like saving saving you but oh um, like you know what that kind of thing where it's like they're like because i feel like you kind of like the a trope in these kinds of movies is it's that like you're the, the out kid. You're yeah. the bad kids or you're like the outcast. Mm-hmm. So and no one believes you. Exactly, exactly. Or like you find yourself Who in a sketchy situation. Friends. Um but yeah, I totally that's so funny because I was thinking that it might be um what's that? There's another movie on Netflix where it's like uh the these kids in Brooklyn, they were time jumpers that it's so oh, good. that sounds good oh my gosh it's so good it made me cry because i was like look at these and they went to bronx science which i didn't get into because i wasn't smart enough but i did try bronx to test science yeah bronx science and uh, actually a good friend of ours rachel 
She went to, I think she went to Bronx Science. Like, Rachel's like a real smarty party. Really? Mm-hmm. She's also an operatic singer, if you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A trained operatic singer. She does comedy. She's great. She has a show called Anti-Influencer Hour. Check her out. She's um, fantastic. And she's a trained clown. So, uh, and she does mostly clown work and acts now. But it's this really, like, there was just a bunch of really smart kids that figured out time travel. And the girl keeps trying to go back in time to save her brother who was uh, wrongfully shot by the police. <gasps> it's really, it's quite, and it, oh, it's called See You Yesterday. That sounds heavy. It's it's really good. Is and it it's a like, comedy or is no. it drama? Okay, okay. It's not like a drama though, but it's like, it's for kids. Not like for like big kids, kids, but like, it's for like, it's like a YA. Um, and it was really powerful. So I love stuff that takes place in my hoods. And I love like seeing like some really like smart, dope, little black kids, little POCs mm. running around saving stuff like, eh. So the Bronx is mostly, let me not generalize. Cause like if you in Yonkers, then you got like money. Uh, you know, like, you know, but most of the kids that are a little bit, um, South in South Bronx are like, I, I know my parents used to live, my parents were in the Bronx before I was born, literally like two months before I was born, they were living in the Bronx. So a lot of Nigerians, a lot of West Indians, a lot of, um, uh, New Yorkans and Dominicans, shout out to my New Yorkans. So it's a lot of like POCs like mixing in together. Some Greek people, a lot of Greek people live in Queens though. And uh, some Middle Eastern people that live in the Bronx mostly. So that's what I expect the landscape to look like unless it has changed in the last couple of years since I've been here. And I fully expect the 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 vampires to be like old white fuddy-duddies. Yes. I think that would be really funny. I think that'd be really funny. Yeah. And and I totally agree with you. I totally think that the, you could do some really interesting... Um, Oh, oh, like just old crotchety old white men who are also vampires arr, arr, arr. Mm-hmm. um well actually this, should we just go watch it yeah we're gonna definitely like i think that uh once we come back we'll talk about like if they like handled any of the like vampire tropes and all that stuff um but let's go watch it i'm excited let's to watch just jump this in. me yeah. too bye bye bite me we're back oh my gosh oh my gosh that was a lot of fun um that was that was not a lot of fun for me it was an amazing movie though it was not fun it was not fun well no i mean okay i understand yes she laughed a lot and it was fun as in it was a comedy and there were some really good moments it was surprisingly heavy though it was like it was very it tackled some very real issues yeah um I, so sorry, I did not mean to come off like insensitive. No, 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 no. It's not being insensitive. This is really, a, it's a perspective. It's a perspective thing because uh, there were times where you were having a great time laughing. You're like, ah, and I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, this felt more real to me than not. Yes. Well, you made a really good point. You were like, I know these neighborhoods. This, I know yeah, this, this situation. Yes. I, it was. I mean, because like you were right. It, this was a movie about gentrification. Yes. Like, and they didn't and even mask it. They no. were like, "I'm a, I'm a developer. I'm gonna come in. I'm going to give you a bunch of money for your small family-owned business." But the, the, you know, the flip here is that they were would then kill the people. And they yeah. even said they like said it multiple times. They're like, "Oh, it's so great because no one cares about the Bronx. No one cares about the, the people, people here. here." And so like it actually made a really powerful statement of like, yeah, like black and brown people disappear and die and 
doesn't get what what did you call it? Uh, it's called like white woman missing white woman syndrome. Yeah, um, you don't get any there. There were there were just posters up everywhere, yeah. and the posters kept getting older, and there are new posters that started going over them, and no one was like, hey. A lot of people are a missing. lot of are missing as well as this developer is taking over places and opening trying to open stuff called butter shops. <laughs> what the fudge? Do you need a whole store for butter? You that know what I'm no not sense. I would that's something I would see in the south but not in the Bronx. Why do, we don't what? We just put butter in everything. We put butter in everything too, but we get it from the freaking bodega. Like, what? How many different types of butter do you need? Well, there's honey butter. There's rosemary. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. no, 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 no. But these all these butters that make sense. But like, you make that at home. Yeah, yeah. With a with with a base of butter. Like, I don't. You know, that's just let me not. You know, whatever. But it was. Um, it really hit home because it was like, now they're trying to create this nest. And I said it, and I say this all the time. I had a pastor who said, I saw, he came out to the church and he was like, I saw a white woman jogging with her baby. The neighborhood has gone to shit. <laughs> and when white women feel safe enough to walk around at night and um, with their babies yeah. Yeah. in a neighborhood that is predominantly of black and brown people, your neighborhood is gone. That sounds terrible to say, but it's only because, oh, you safe enough to think that you, like, you, you know. Like, do you is, mean, like, it's gone as in everyone's about to be priced out? Yes. Like, everyone's about yes, to yes, be yes, pushed yes, out? Yes, that's what I mean. It's about to be pushed out because yeah. it's, like, it might be, like, the new thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some, like, I I had white people that lived in me. I lived in Queens. But they were, like, our white people, you know? <laughs> like, there's a difference. Like, they, What'd you say one time? It's, like, it's the difference between a white person and a person who happens to, to be, be white. white. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Julia. Yes. They just happen to be white. But white people... Once you see hot people in a Starbucks, done. Your neighborhood is gone. They're going to open a Claire's and a Foot Locker. Okay? And that's it. Just let it go. Okay? Oh, no. Is Claire's what... the banner of white dog? I don't know. There's that, a Claire's no, in my I mean, whole neighborhood, it, and I don't it understand. Is. Yeah. Like a, I, I grew up with, like, a Claire's and a Libby Lou in, like, the same mall. I love, you know, and I loved me a Libby Lou's when I went to the white people neighborhoods and went to the mall over there. <laughs> we didn't have that on Jamaica Ave. So you don't need it. No one needs a Libby Lou. I mean, I, again, it. it's great I love to visit. We love a Libby Lou. This is not a diss on Libby Lou. But no one needs a Libby It's not necessary. It's not necessary. For living. Um, but yeah, so like, so when that white woman started walking around at night, I was like, oh, gone. Yeah. I was like, the, the, all she comes out with her layered highlights yep. and her all white outfit. And it's like, hi, I just moved here. And everybody was like, literally, she walked around the corner and they was like, oh, you must be lost. She was like, no, I live here now. And they was looking at her like, excuse me, miss? She was like, why does everyone keep saying that? Yeah, like, why, why is everyone confused that I live here? And it's like, bitch. <laughs> like, no offense. And like, and by gentr- I mean, like, I'm a gentrifier. So, like, I understand it a little bit. Like, because my area is not of, like, my area where I live right now, I'm about two blocks away from predominantly black people. Are you and talking about where you live in LA? Right, where I live in LA. And it's a another POC neighborhood. But I don't come up in there looking for a Nigerian restaurant. I just eat at the restaurants they got there. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway. Um, but this was about like gentrification and feel and like erasure of a culture mm-hmm. through like our small businesses and through the neighborhood and through yes. and it's so um it's so funny. At one point Tony, okay, so there's a character that lives in the bodega. And if you haven't watched this movie, watch it. It is 
true it deserves the 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was very good. I it was truly so so good. And I don't there's I don't I'm just like I wish I was in it. We had an uh what did you call her? Gloria? Um other uh the oh the narrator yes. yeah so we had and actually that was something I really appreciated about this movie that felt it's the first time I've seen someone try to be of the times and do it correctly and mm-hmm. so in this one one it's a remake so we already know that they're going to try to modernize it from mm-hmm. the original one mm-hmm. but they used a Instagram live as part of their filming which I thought was really cool like like within the movie it's not like you had to you know connect it, to yeah. their Instagram or anything but like they had this one character Gloria. Who was kind of, you know, she had her own thing, Glow TV. She was, Mm -hmm. like, trying to be an influencer. Was doing all these Instagram lives. And she served as the narrator. And it worked so well. Because it's like, you know, and there is that trope of, like, we learn information as other people learn information because it's, like, on the news or something. And, you mm-hmm. know, and they'll be like, you know, last night at 10 o'clock, da 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 That was basically her. But the nice thing is that she was also saying the things that, like, the cops wouldn't say or, like, maybe the news wouldn't mm-hmm. say. Like, she was kind of, like, our our reliable narrator. Like, she was the one that's like, hey, guys, um... You know, things are changing here, but, like, can we also talk about how, like, all these people are missing? Like, that's suspicious. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and even when uh, the three boys, Luis, Miguel, uh, Miguel and Bobby. Bobby, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was, like, uh, when they, like, break into what they think might be the vampire nest and get caught for trespassing, like, she comes up and she's, like, hey, guys, it's Gloria. The boys just got in some trouble. Like, they're also, like, spouting some crazy, like, theories. Like, let's go see what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of nice that, like, I knew that any time that I was maybe, like, a little confused as to what was happening, I knew that Gloria was going to come through and be With that some narrator. information. Yeah. Yes. With some, when she needed information, you know, and she was very much the audience. Like, she was not, she was in the world, mm. very much us, being, like, um, is it, like, she, at one point, my favorite line was, is that me or do those boxes look like coffins? Done. End of sentence. Like she just that that was just an Which opinion. Like, she am had. I bugging? Like, yeah. And she was like, "Am I bugging?" Or these coffee? Or these boxes look like coffee? Like and again, she did the thing Done. that we were always talking about. She just called it out. Yeah, she Completely. just called it out. Like wasn't it wasn't like oh my gosh, and we're having a moment. Let me take two seconds to discover. She's like, no, 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 that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Or oh, look at these. It's about to be a dope ass place. Wait, why they got so many deep freezers? Like just straight up calling it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to have her not be a part of the adventure, but really be that reliable narrator and really speak for us, the audience, and not her. Like she didn't get involved at all. Right. Correct. She never. She, she never like linked up with them. She was never like, oh, I've been watching. But I will say one thing I do like about her speaking out and saying stuff like that is it made us be like our characters are intelligent like our characters yes, can tell something is up like our, yeah. our characters are calling things out they're not just like like the adults were a little more hesitant because they're like mm-hmm. i'm paying i'm wor- i can't think about this stuff like i'm working I'm to working. pay rent yes. like i'm trying to keep my kids like from getting involved in drugs like yes. the parents had real adult shit that they were going dealing on with. yes and so like of course they were like okay yeah great they're moving in new stuff like whatever i have bigger issues sure. but it's the kids who are like you know, we've, we know these streets so well. We grew up here. Like yeah. we, you know, they have this like whole chase scene where uh, Miguel's getting away from like a guy he pissed off and he's just like, he's taking all these side streets and you can just tell that he knows this area yeah. so intimately. And so these kids can tell when something weird is happening yeah. and, and you're like, they're intelligent. They're not just letting stuff happen to them, yes. which I really, I like when they do that. I like when they call things out. They even had like this moment where a vampire comes into the bodega and Miguel had already seen 
this guy like bite somebody else and so he was like already suspicious Mm -hmm. and then they're hiding in the bodega and this vampire comes in he is invited in because that's a trope that they kept and they look in the mirror and they don't see him and it just zooms in on Miguel's face and he goes we got vampires in the Bronx I lost it I done we're not thinking why wouldn't he be in the thing yeah we're not going oh that's weird yes he's like no but he his um cold like bobby and luis do come up to him and they call uh miguel little mayor but bobby and luis do come up to him and they're like yo like the the mirror could be dirty and tony who owns the bodega is like yo that mirror was given to me in 1973 my grandpa like yeah he's like you got new mirror mirror money money. yeah like so they're (laughs) arguing in the back (laughs) and miguel yeah and i love that because even the background stuff is so of the neighborhood and it's so entrenched in like their love for each other and their love for the land that it was kind of like oh this is really beautiful while miguel is like his brain is moving. He's like, yo, how do we get these people out? How do I protect my family? Yes. How do I protect my mom? And the parents, I want to commend the parents because they were not absentee parents. Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of shows and movies and stuff like that, you need to get the parents out so that the kids can have an adventure. No. The parents were yeah. fully involved in their I mean, they were exhausted lives. and busy, but they, but they were, were involved. They were involved in their kids' lives. Yes. They were they were there when the cops picked them up. Yes. They were they were dragging them to church because yep. they thought that they, they it was like, El Diablo. They El like, Diablo. We it was like, y'all seeing, all of y'all think y'all seeing vampires, we need to go to church. Yes. Yes. And I love that because, like, that sounds like they were doing the best they could. Even when, like, the um Miguel's mom, because Miguel was out late, be, acting up. Not acting up, but, like, looking for <laughs> vampires and all this other stuff. And usually the parents never confront that. And she comes in the house, she goes, Miguel, where were you last night? What time did you get home last night? And he was like, oh, like, nine. She said, oh, that's funny, because I came home and She was like, I was nine, awake at nine. And I was here, and you weren't here, so where were you? <laughs> like, she... He was like, oh, you meant last, last night. <laughs> exactly. But she, res- like, she not only respects her son, yeah. but also demands a lot from him, because... He is grown enough to be acting up. So he's grown enough to answer for the consequences for this. So she kept telling him to clean his room. And she is one of those moms. And I, I, I have one of these moms. And all of my friends growing up had one of these moms. That will scream out the door. Like, you can't just call me over and tell me what you need. She was like, you need to come clean your room. Got dirty drawers all over the place. And I was like, Wow. I really felt that. <laughs> like, truly. I'm going to need you not to be screaming my, my business my on business the street. My business out to everyone. Literally on the street. And then, like, the only thing that was missing in that moment for me that, like, personally would happen is after she done yelling at me, she'll see my be- my grown-up, my best friend's um, mom and be like, Mavis, how you doing, girl? And then they scream across the street to each other. And I'm like, if y'all don't either come towards each other or just... Get on a phone. Um, she's like, why would I call her? I can see, see her. her right there. She's right there. What and I can about? raise my voice. <laughs> I know how to use my diaphragm. Exactly. Like, truly. But it was such a neighborhood thing. And it's so funny. Okay. There was one point where, um, because Tony now is like, Tony is. Tony runs the bodega. Tony, Tony runs the bodega. And while their parents are at work, <laughs> they would come and hang out with Tony. Play video games. And play video games. Watch and movies. You know what I mean? And Tony was kind of like their surrogate, like, father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, Because uh, there weren't a lot of father figures around except for the neighborhood men, which is also an issue. Um, an issue with our society where our men are being, where POC men are either being killed or jailed. 
Um, and, um, or BIPOC, let me not, cause that's a very specific BIPOC men are either being killed or jailed. So he was this father figure, this good father figure, keeping them out of trouble. And, and the opposite of that was Bobby, who was, uh, I'm just going to assume his race, but the little black kid, cause the other two are, are of Hispanic or Latin. One's Puerto Rican. I think the other one was Dominican. Dominican. I think that's yeah. what the flag was. See? Boom. Just like New York. Um, <laughs> truly. Um, but they were, uh, uh, Bobby, there was a, a, a gang that was running around yeah. and they were like selling drugs and things like that. What was their name? What was the dude's name? Henny. 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 And he kept buying stuff for Bobby and immediately I was like, oh, he's trying to turn him into a runner. Mm-hmm. And Julia was like, oh. And I was like, you'll see. He's going to keep buying him stuff, kind of keep luring him in until homeboy doesn't have a, a like, till it's like, oh. Well, I bought you all these things. I've done all these things. Now you have to do something for me. I was like, he's trying to turn him into a runner. So what happens is the vampires, I, y'all y'all should have seen the movie, but I just love this. The vampires then go to Henny to cause a disruptance to get the rest of the people out of the neighborhood. Yeah, he's like, I will pay you more money than you've ever made in your life if you go and just cause trouble and make people feel unsafe Yes, in this area. Which is something that really happens. And and then they buy up the land, and then they get, and I told her, and then I told Julia, they buy up the land, and then they get those same people that they've paid out. They either get them put in jail, or they have them like, or you they, know, get something, they get they rid just, of them. They get rid of them. They're like, you did your your, your duty, <laughs> and now yeah, go. and now go. They buy up the houses really cheap, fix them up, and then gentrify them. Yeah. Then they clean up the neighborhood. That I put my fingers in air quotes because clean up is a very specific way of looking at and it's like we didn't need our neighborhoods to be cleaned quote unquote Mm. you know what i mean um stop bringing drugs into the neighborhood and we'd be fine but that is neither here nor there we all know about the the war on drugs quote unquote anyway um but yeah that was one thing that like really struck me because they didn't miss that that fact that this is also a tool that is used. Yeah, when Bacola was like, "This is real. This like, is this real. Is a tactic." I was like, "Oh my god, they are really layering a lot yes. into this." Yes, this movie didn't shy, and as fantastical as the vampires were, that is the only fantastical part of this story. Yeah, yeah. literally the vampire, the the literally the va- sucking the life out of the neighborhood, very real. The actual blood, not real. That's literally the only thing that was fake about you were this like, movie. You were like, the, the real estate people who come in don't have fangs, but they do essentially the same thing. You're like, that's exactly. literally the di- only difference is that when they they, after they paid people off, they bit them and drank their blood. Yeah. Yeah. Everything um, else was literally like a, here's how you gentrify a neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It was a step-by-step manual. step-by-step manual. And it's just crazy. There, sorry, there was also another moment where uh, Tony, this I kept, I keep forgetting to go back here. Uh, uh, the mom was like, "You are never coming back to this Bobadego again," because they watched Blade as their <laughs> hot. Like, Tony, I know you let them watch Blade, and yes. he even said he was like, "Your mom's gonna kill me. Your mom's she gonna, gonna kill, kill me, me." But you paid and, for it, so yeah, like. and, yeah, we could watch it. My favorite part is that she was, he was like. Tony, did you let my kids watch Blade? And he was like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. And she showed him an Instagram. <laughs> an Instagram of the kids like, I am Blade. Blade. Wah, 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 wah. 
And he's like, oh, no. And she goes, get over here, Miguel. You are never coming back to this bodega again. And Miguel's trying to argue with the mom. And Tony's like, nah, listen to your mom. And Julia goes, oh, he's trying to get in with the mom. I was like, nah, nah, nah. That's just what you do. (laughs) Like, you as an adult go your mother. You have to side with the the adult. And I was like, you're right. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be creepy if he was like, no, let me hang out with the kids. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, no, you need to listen to your mother. And I was like, that's just, that is the way of the neighborhood. Like, we all, like, it is a village. Like, I would be at, you know, during the day, I would be, I remember I used to be in my friend Julia's house and and I remember her mother was like, I would bounce from house to house to house while my parents at work. I am like the youngest child. So like my siblings were off doing stuff. And so all my friends, that's who I hung out with, or they would be in my, like, you know what I mean? Like, you all just kind of took care of each other. That was actually something that I feel like, though, that they didn't show in this, is there was no cross family disciplining, which I feel like I've Uh, heard is more of a thing of like, like, I feel like Miguel's mom should have also been like, Bobby Louise, like, get in here. But I guess Tony did He was like, I can't take a chunkla to the face. I'm too old. Like, That's true. Stop getting me in trouble, trouble with your mom. That, so, yeah, Tony Tony knew he was going to get hit. No, but no, that did happen with Bobby's mom. When Bobby's mom thought that they were looking at pornography. Oh, that was funny. And they were actually looking at like uh, a, a vampire blueprint or something that they found on the internet. And they like closed it. And Bobby's mom was like, y'all nasty. I'm going to check your cookies. And uh, I was like, first of all, yes, mom. <laughs> but just yes, busting mom, into mom. your child's room while his little friends are there and being like, uh-uh. Don't I, I saw see y'all. you snap that laptop, laptop closed close. real quick. All right. Oh my but, gosh. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, another thing that made me sad, but that I loved also is that all these parents were worried about their children. Yeah. They wanted to leave. They were yeah. they were willing to go to these um, real estate people and they know they're evil, but they're like, we need to get y'all out the Bronx because every time they did something wrong, they were like, it's the Bronx's fault. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're vampires. And they're like, it's the Bronx. We got to get you out of here. Yeah. Kind of propelling the parents into the opposite direction of where the kids wanted to go, which is um, super interesting. Well, and it was also interesting, I think, because it's like the parents also grew up there and so you have Mm -hmm. like bobby's mom who's like i saw what living here did to your father Mm -hmm. uh, kind of out of necessity you know he he got involved with the drug people i think they said he got shot down in the street and she's like i cannot have that happen to you but like i know they're going to expect you to follow your dad's footsteps yep Yep. and and it and it did show how easy it is to get pulled into that because (sighs) there was the like i think he even said he was like yo like henny was like bobby you should come help me out like i can i can hook up you and your mom yeah like i can help you help her you can become the man, the man of, the of the house you can get that respect like he was using very much that language of like protect your family protect yeah. your mom but like you have to do it by you know doing this doing you have it. no other option exactly right now. which is so oh it's heartbreaking which is devastating it's no it's, it really is because it's um, like you see how the cycle happens yeah and you're right it, it's like if you actually want to come in and, and you know help quote unquote these yeah. places attack the problem not the people yeah the problem is heroin like it's not yes. the people who live there yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's the, it's the drugs that are being fed into the neighborhood but yes. it's not being fed into the, like like every time you see a meth lab it is not this is i'm a gross generalization but it's usually not it's not black people cooking it's meth. not black people cooking meth no one's trying to do that in their house no one's mama's letting them do that in their house like and that's a gross generalization, but like it's okay. Truly, they've all seen Breaking Bad. Truly, it's white men in trailers. I, thank you. I just, I'm just saying. And so it's, it's, uh, it isn't. It's not a problem of our own making. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it, this whole trying to like save people BS that everybody's trying to preach is like, no. Mm-hmm. You're like, great. Take no. that money that you're got, you're spending on gentrifying it and make like a, like a, a Something rehab the, center if you need, if you must, if, if, right? Yeah. Or like, I mean like stuff for the neighborhood, things to show, like things to help out in the neighborhood, better schooling, mm-hmm. better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Really invest in the youth of that neighborhood and show them that this is like, they can do whatever they want because that's not, we are not giving given the same options as the rest of America. Yeah. Truly. It goes from neighborhood to neighborhood, even in New York. So when, even when I talk to someone that's from New York, I'm like, where are you from? And they're like, oh, the Upper East Side. I understand that we would have never met if it had not been for me moving to this area. Mm. And even still, I see that there is a discrepancy between uh, like me and them that's that's just not gonna change and i don't even just mean skin tone clearly but like it's just I a would, history it's just a history it's just a history or, and or, an understanding and, and an understanding and being othered in some in somewhere like our our um our school like mm. it's not it never goes away and you're always treated differently um are you talking about being othered like at usc or at, at new york at, like, USC at USC and in New York, mm-hmm. if, it, if I say I'm from a certain part. So, like, I'm from New York, born and bred. And there are people that are transplant kids that are like, I'm from New York. You're not from New York. You moved to New York and someone pushed you up in bougie Bushwick, okay? Don't, like, w- you cannot call yourself the princess of Bushwick. You've been here six months. Relax, Rebecca. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> no uh, it's just it's very it's very it's uh, it's just annoying yeah. it's just annoying yeah but this movie like there were parts that were funny and i couldn't laugh because mm. it really like it really struck a chord in a way that i didn't expect it to and it it um did you appreciate that though did you appreciate that they were kind of using comedy to kind of oh, like educate it. people about oh. like this is happening. Yes, because you know? I think it did. I did. I think it did a perfect job of telling my story, but also helping. No offense, you to enjoy it. That's you fair. know what I mean. That's because really like fair. when you're not entrenched in the community, there can be certain jokes that go over your head. But they did it so that everyone enjoyed the joke. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So like even you like something happened, and they was like dead ass, and you were like dead ass. Well, because well, it was exactly also like it's it's very it's, New York, very New York. But I also thought that that really showed modern language. Yes, like I was like, oh, they're speaking like people speak. Yes, like and I because I feel like that is something that movies like when they're trying to be of the time miss yes because and, and through no fault of their own it takes, it takes a year so or two time to, to up, make yeah, yeah. so i don't know if they just turned this out really quickly i don't know if dead ass is just gonna dead be around is, for a while oh, it's been around for a while like, and it will be around forever yeah so like but it, it felt so like oh my god for the first time they're speaking and and interacting with the world how we do now with yes. the instagram lives with their language yes um, that's so funny you said Instagram lives because they didn't call it Instagram lives. Yeah. Well, I don't think they could, right? Yeah. They were just true. like, I'm going live. live. Yeah. And it was smart and it didn't even, it looked kind of like it, but like in a different form. You're right. And it was smart because it, that's go- what we, whatever we call it, be it TikTok live, be it Instagram it's live, like, it's going to change. change. But that live streaming is probably going to be around like, a while. Yeah, you know, exactly. from Twitch to Instagram to yeah. TikTok to whatever's coming next. But yes. it, it's that, that yeah. helped make it timeless. And I have heard that they were like, you know, try not to date yourself. By saying stuff like, oh, Facebook's great. Because like, yes, people exactly. are going to watch that in 2030 and be like, ha ha ha, what? Do you mean meta? <laughs> meta. <laughs> but um, no, something I also really loved about this is um, the Luis character 
they made him a vampire fan. And I think that's always yeah. fun when, like, w- like there's a character that is as geeked out about it, like, as we are or yeah. whatever. And so, like, they went through step by step. They were like, Luis, you know about this. You love vampires. Tell, Tell us, us what everything. to do. Yes. And he was like, great. And they hold, like, a class session. And he was like, one, you know, they <laughs> sleep in coffins. Like, yes. two, they need to be invited in. Three, garlic repels them. So they did all the yeah. tropes, which is like, that's what was so fun about yes. it. They did garlic. They did holy water. They did... um Invited in. Oh, this was a new one. Remember the holy water? They were like, it will boil if you get near, near a vampire. vampire. So that one was new. That was great. Um, they weren't super consistent with it because at one point, like, they have, like, a bunch of... um water balloons and of holy water and they're around a vampire and none of them boil and then later but they, on but the water balloons never show back up after that it, once that one breaks yes it doesn't show back but, up. but you had mentioned that when they first saw vivian they had had some of the holy water i thought and you're like why wasn't that bubbling earlier when they oh when they first met up with vivian yeah oh but maybe they didn't have it then they maybe probably, yeah they didn't i don't think they had it out then either so then okay. he was he, like he took it out oh so, it was like, one was out, out. yeah okay, okay. So you're right but at t- least they didn't show up later yes but i thought i thought all the because they have like Once a backpack, backpack full of them i was like shouldn't those have boiled no. and exploded they didn't use it there were none in the backpack i know anymore. but it wasn't even like uh oh i'm wet yeah but i guess they didn't use it at all they just cut that they were like you know what they don't the water balloons and they're like, why up. is Julia overthinking this? No, 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 no. But I understand because you said that, and I was like, she was like, where did all of them go? And I was looking for it later, but the only ones that showed up later were the one in the Sprite can mm. and the one in the um the Tropicana orange juice bottle. Because they at one point they stole holy water from church. Okay, and I the funny thing is though is that part of me I was like. I grew up going to Catholic. You don't need to steal holy water. There's literally a big fountain in the front of every church. And I've seen people fill it water bottles with that stuff. So I was like, they don't, you are not Catholic. Whoever wrote this was actually not, not Catholic. Catholic. Or maybe this is how they do it in the Bronx, man. I don't know. <laughs> because, no, if you read like Stephen Ali Gerges, uh, like um, uh, 120, what is it? Something, something, 125th Street. The Catholic church that they describe there too is very specific to like the neighborhood. Oh, so I don't okay. know. Like Maybe. you know, it might be. I don't know because I was like, I was like, yes, you would need to go back there to steal some of the Eucharist things. Oh, and that was also funny. They were like, when they were talking about ways to get rid of a vampire, Tony was like, yeah, you got to give them Eucharist, and they were like. He, they were like, what? He's like, well, if you heathens went to church and then they spelled Eucharist U-K-A-R-I-S-T. And I was like, honestly, that's how you would I get it. it. I, I get it. I, honestly, if weirdest the, spelled word I've ever seen. If you, if the, if the subtitles weren't on, I'd be like, yeah, Eucharist. I'd have been totally, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's how you spell Eucharist. Cause that's, it, that's the only way that makes sense to me. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the problem. Julia's laughing. I was like, I don't understand. Uh, that is how you spell that is how that is how you do it um uh, but that was really really funny and then there's a there's a love interest not even a love interest this is oh, bless that her was, heart played by coco jones rita she was so good she's so adorable she, tell them your way my you favorite line of the whole movie is that like so they've already like they're trying to tell the neighborhood that they're vampires they're like look and like they don't show up in the video. And he's like, no, 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 crap. Like, you're supposed to see the, there's vampires in this video. And the girl was like, oh, it's because they don't have souls. Like, they can't show up. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, she, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cut to later. The same girl, Rita, catches them sneaking out of church with all the Eucharist. And mm-hmm. she's like, y'all better tell me what's going on or I'm going to go get Father Jackson and, like, shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you'll never believe us. And she's like, try me. And they're like, there are vampires. And then she, like, doesn't react. And they're like, aren't you going to call us crazy? She goes, guys. 
I am Haitian. My grandmother has literally been preparing me for this my entire, entire life. life. She's like, you need garlic. You need a holy water. You, you need, need some steaks. And I was like, Rita, I, I died. Yo, but she said, I'm Haitian. I was like, oh, look at New York. Because that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, okay? She was like, no, 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 focus, okay? I'm Haitian. My, mother, my grandma's been training me. I'm here. She's I'm like, ready. I know what Let's this go. is. Are y'all prepared? Then she started throwing information they didn't even know. She was like, boom, if you kill her first. Yes, she was like, oh, we can kill the leader and it'll kill all of them. And they're like, what? She was like, oh, please tell me you guys did not know that. Like, y'all you did know not that. know that. Like, <laughs> y'all didn't know that? And y'all out here thinking y'all gonna be... She's like, you are in over your head. Exactly. And Thank they're, God I'm here. Oh my gosh, they're so cute too. They're like 13 and she's 16. And they're um, in love. They're, they, like, it's one of them. One Miguel of them. is very much like, ah, you are the sun and the moon. And, oh my gosh, at the end, there's this really cute moment where Julia goes, kiss him. And I go, ill. no, he's a child. And he also heard Julia. He must have. And li- puckered his lips. She's she like, she goes, she's like, Miguel. And he was like, mm. he tries to kiss her. And she goes, what are you doing? He's like, did I? I miss, he was like, oh, is like, that not what this was? That's not what this was. She I misread like, no. it. And she was like, uh, no. And then walks away. was like, okay, bye. And his reaction was really cute because... His friends ran up and he's like, ah, like he just looked him. He was he like, wasn't like embarrassed, up. but he was like, uh, I messed up, like whatever. Like that's not what that was. Yeah, that's not what and that was. And his his friends were like, bro, she's sixteen. You're not. You weren't. You had no chance. Like we all knew you didn't have a chance. She knew you didn't have a chance. Like no friend. Oh and I God. love that because I hate when a movie ends and it's like the guy gets the girl no matter what, even if they're not compatible or she doesn't like him in that nothing. She's like, no, you small child, move. <laughs> She's like, no, no, good job. You say like, we can be friends. Yeah, like, like that was really cool. We just did, did but. I'm an I'm an adult. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, Bye. Um, so that was really, really like I love that moment. And for and for him to take rejection like that to be like, ah, yeah, I tried. <laughs> like, I went for it. I went for it. It didn't happen, but I you respect know, I that tried. boundary that was placed. Please, exactly. And just kind of moved on. But Super I didn't cool. he didn't grab her. He didn't no. do it. Okay, something that I actually really loved is I was incorrect. I assumed that it was gonna be they were like the troublemaker mm-hmm. kids, and that's how they found themselves in a dark corner where they saw a vampire. Not what happened. What happened is the exact opposite. It was actually like you have Miguel, this like really upstanding kid, yeah, who's like trying to fight so hard to save his neighborhood, and Lil that was actually Mayor. Lil Mayor. Like that was really cute, and it was honestly really refreshing. Yeah, to be like, oh, we're not yelling at these kids because they're bad. Like Bobby got into a little bit of trouble. He had gotten like kicked out of school, but you also like felt for him. You're like, this kid's life is hard. Yeah. Um, but I, it was refreshing to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yelling at Miguel because they believe in him. Yes. They want him, they want him not to get in trouble here. Yeah. They expect more from him and he seems like he's always getting in trouble, but he, in his spirit of spirits, is getting in trouble for the right reasons. Yeah. He's, and we can see that yes. as like the outside viewer, but I understand why the adults can't see that because yeah. they don't, they don't see the full and picture. And they're s- terrified. Yes. Like, they're terrified he's a good for their kid, children. But he shows up in the back of a police car and the mom is like, I know how this goes. Yes. Like. Not, this is not happening. Yeah. And and even like I it was really funny because they were like, We told you not to call the cops, they weren't gonna be helpful, and they weren't. And they were not. And it's and I can't even blame the cops races. Like the cops were both they were all black. Yeah. Like I was saying, <laughs> like that that was interesting too, is that it was like in and, and I think that spoke a lot too of the of, blue out shadows. Well, and also it's like, yeah, we're black, yeah, I'm a woman, but I am not from this neighborhood. 
Truly. And there, so there, like, cause I, in my brain, again, I'm not from these neighborhoods. I don't know how this works, but in my brain, I'm like, oh, there, there must be some kind of camaraderie there. And it wasn't. It well, was partially, I think it's the blue just overshadows it. Mm. Like there's nothing, the blue, the blue overshadows it in a way that like within the Like blue, their loyalty is to that. Yes. Not, yeah. not, and, and they were, the, the, the cops weren't as bad as they could have been. They were just like, yo, like we got to go see if you're going to get charges pressed against you. And they weren't like, they just weren't involved. It's not that they weren't, they were like all the other adults. They just were not involved. They were like, we don't know what you're talking about. There are no vampires and we are protect. Our job as cops is to protect the land mm-hmm. and the land is now being bought by somebody else. So whoever owns the land owns our protection, not the people. But also I felt like it was a non-disruptive invasion. Like, um, oh, what's the word? Oh my God. You say invasion? Not is invasion. It? Um, trespassing. Oh. Uh-huh. It was like they walked in and walked out and got carted away by the police to see if the owner wanted to press charges. I kind of feel like that's not... Like, if they had been white, I don't think that would have happened. I think no. it would have been like, okay, kids, get out of here, run along. And I, I, so I thought that was pretty telling, too, because, like, I was surprised. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're getting, like, how did the guy even know they were there? Yeah. Like, they could just not tell the guy, and this could literally all go away. And, like, that, for me, I was like, oh, that now I, now I get, now I get it. Yeah. And, like. That's, yeah. Yeah. I. That would be my reality. They'd be like, what are you doing here? Get out. Yes, that's true. To yeah. little, to you know, to, to to a couple little kids like breaking into a building that no one's in, mm-hmm. and was pro- like you know what I mean. They're probably just messing around being kids. Yeah, but no, you don't. You don't get to be a kid. Yeah, as yeah. a as a BIPOC person, you don't get to be a child. You don't get to be treated as like oh, they're just being a dumb kid. No, and and the thing that I thought was so brilliant about this movie, they didn't have to say that. Just by watching it, I was like, yeah, I now get it. Yeah, because you made a very good point. <laughs> and Julia said, Julia was like, because their coffins were in there. And she was like, Julia was like, why don't they just burn it down? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would immediately go to jail. And she you was like, you'd be, they'd be no, called arsons. She, yeah. yeah. She was like, why don't they burn it down? That's what Buffy did. I was like, Buffy got transferred to a new school. Like, These, Buffy was a little white girl. <laughs> exactly. Buffy's a little white girl. These three little BIPOC kids are going immediately to jail for arson. Yeah. Buffy gets to start a new life at a new school. You know what I mean? Like, that is exactly, that's what happens. Um, And Buffy gets labeled as troubled and fell into the wrong crowd. Yes. These kids are the wrong crowd and must be punished. punished. It's kind of how it, you know, plays out. And they're not. They're good kids. They were such good kids. Like, I I, I was like, I would be so proud to have Miguel as my son. Or honestly, even Luis. Like, Luis is not going to get in any trouble. Luis Luis got called... Puerto Rican Harry Potter died, and he has low blood sugar and so he's drinking orange juice like every five seconds poor boy poor boy even Bobby like Bobby's a good Bobby Bobby is a good kid Bobby's a good kid who is struggling without his father and they even showed in the beginning Henny was like hey you know what's up man and he was like no I'm good and they were like whoa what are you doing talking to Henny he's like guys I told him no No, like I'm actively trying trying to not yes be a part of this he's actively like even when he's speaking to Henny in the beginning, he's trying to protect his friends. Yeah. So it's not, he's like, and his friends are like, don't fall in with him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I keep telling him like, no, I don't want to be involved and to leave you guys alone. They were going to, Henny's crew was going to rob Luis of his sneakers. And he's like, guys, leave him alone. Like, let him rock. And they were like, and because they're trying to stay in Bobby's good graces, they leave Luis alone. So like, Bobby is... Bobby's labeled a troublemaker, but Bobby is also the one bl- actual like black kid. 
And, so they, and actually, it, they, he only got labeled a troublemaker because he got into a fight at school. And the kid and Bobby's trying to be like, it was literally the other kid who started it. Yes. So it's like that you could unpack that. That's a like, whole thing. Yeah. Of you know, of who who are we going to point fingers at and be like, no, you're the instigator. Yes. I, I mean, they never told us the race of the other kid, but like it's it's, it's just it's a, plain the writing is on yeah. the wall there of like and yeah, I bet he just got into he just got into trouble and instead of tr- finding out what the source of the problem is they were immediately like no you're a troublemaker just like your dad his mm-hmm. father just died so now he doesn't have a father figure no one is unpacking this little brown boy walking around the world without a father and maybe that affected him no but um oh gosh th- i could go on and on about this movie it was truly like it really struck a chord with me in a really really fantastic way um, really loved Gloria. I don't. I don't know how many times I'll say that. Gloria was fantastic. Uh, I could see narrator. you playing that role. I would have because she was just that. sassy and fun, and she was just there to be like, "I'm and keeping it real." These are the da, things da, da, that da, da, da. have happened. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, literally, that was da, it. that. Was like, that could have been your voice, audition exactly. <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, yo, these don't look like office to you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um. But yeah, I I loved every aspect of it. I loved how involved this community was with their like, even like the, even like the loiterers and like, this sounds terrible, but like I had these in my neighborhoods too and we call them like uncles. And it was like these old dudes that like are always playing dice or like, see, like they were doing stuff and it was like, probably not the best stuff, but they were always like, yo, how you doing? You making sure you staying like good in school? And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And they're like, hi, tell your brother. I said, hi. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that's a, it's, it's a real community yeah like, yeah and like that's we all what, knew each other yeah. you know yeah like and, and i even told you i was like they had a black party at the end and i was like i'm kind of jealous of that like i didn't <laughs> like i want black party i was like, like black parties are fun i was like i mean we had them in like we had them when we lived in like illinois because we lived on like a cul-de-sac so like we mm. actually knew our neighbors but like i don't know my neighbors I here know my neighbors. i don't know my neighbors in texas i like but that's the thing that most neighborhoods at least most like bipoc neighborhoods have in common where it's like you need the community there's no way to like you can't live without everyone else there's no way and the the houses are too small for you to stay in all the time the the uh it's usually too hot in the summer and too cold in the winter like you just always have extremes so like like there was a scene there was like a little insert of like people they opened up the fire hydrant and played in the fire hydrant that used to be my favorite thing. And I was the house that held the... Because what they would do in New York is they would give you a little uh, cover so that you wouldn't be blasting water so that it would be less water that you use, but you can still play in the fire hydrant. Oh, they actually so, like encouraged it. Yeah. So oh. they would go to neighborhoods and hand them out. And my house was two doors away from the fire hydrant. But like my house had a kid, me. So you were so, the keeper of So the- I was the keeper of the fire hydrant thing. So people, even when I couldn't go outside. Like you I have was, to be nice to me because Bacola controls be the I fire control. hydrant. I'm dead. Yeah. So like you I- You were a like, gatekeeper. Yeah. So like I had the little, I had the wrench. My dad had the wrench and I had the little cover and like I learned how to do it myself too. And there was one day, I remember this so specifically, this had nothing to do with anything. There was one day and I was grounded. And I rarely got grounded because it didn't make any sense to keep me in the house because I was more annoying in the house. Yeah, I was like, you were worse inside than outside. Exactly. So they would just be like, go, just go. Um, But I was grounded and they were like, yo, can we get the cap? And I had to hand over the cap. And I was just in the house, just like. Did you ever charge people? Did you ever think of making it a business? Like, you can rent the cap for $1.50. The way way my parents would have caught me, let, let somebody be like, yeah. 
<laughs> come to my house and be like, Bacola took a dollar fifty. But see, but that's that's why you do case. like that's why you do a dollar fifty because it's like low enough that you're not charging like twenty bucks. But one fifty was like a lot to me when I was a kid. Yeah, I was I'm, like, I'm give me two than... of those and I can get a Dairy Queen milkshake. That's so cute, Dairy Queen. I'm older than you. I'm inflation. so old. Yes, inflation. Truly inflation. I watched inflation happen. I'm so old that like M and M's used to be fifty cents. <gasps> like a bag of M and M's used yeah. to be fifty cents. I would get quarter waters and those grenade juices, like a quarter juicy. Um, uh, the they had the this was back when uh, Spice Girls had those little gums with the stickers in it. They were five <gasps> cents a piece. What? Yes, there was gum and they had the stickers and you could collect all five of the Spice Girls in them. And yeah, and the lollipops were ten cents. <gasps> so like, if I charged anybody a dollar fifty or anything, You're that was a, a whole candy store. meal. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole meal. I was getting. Swiss rolls, quarter juicies for the block, chips. Like, oh my gosh. I was rich with a dollar fifty. Were, were lemonade stands then like a big thing? Because it sounds like then you could actually kind of like, this money you made could actually get you. Like when I ever, I tried to do a lemonade stand. One, it's cold. Like, most of the year. <laughs> like no one was buying ice cold lemonade in January. Yeah. But like, two, I'd make like. I'd make a dollar fifty. Like, yeah, I love that lemonade stand idea. Nah, we have Kool Aid stands. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I love like, that though. It's like who's making lemonade? Unless I had like the the minute made lemonade maker. Oh yeah, milk. no, ours was ours was powder. Powder, Where? yeah. We either so I either made like Kool Aid, uh, like the Kool Aid, or you would make um tang. Um, shout out to everybody who know what tang is because I used to think it was healthy. That is not real orange juice. What the hell is in Tang? Um, yo, I had Tang like, like maybe earlier this year. My sister was like, "Yo, I found Tang," and we all drank it, like me and my siblings. And we were like, "It sounds what? awful." Anything called Tang? Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was tangy. It was. I remember it being delicious. But now, as an adult, I was like, my spirit can't take this level of sugar. <laughs> we were all sitting there like, <sighs> like we drank like it, feeling your teeth rot. Yeah, it yeah. was. It yeah. was so much. Like my tongue is like shaking right now thinking about it <laughs> my nieces loved it though they were like this is good i was like i don't i'm not with it and they were probably bouncing off the walls afterwards that's like, true oh. it was only one of them my other niece was like this is too sweet because they so sedity now sedity stop <laughs> they just yeah. i can't um but anyway oh, this show this movie was good. it brought me so much joy like really really like woke up something in me and I'm just I'm so proud and like so Mm. happy and like it really like I would recommend this to vampire lovers and non-vampire lovers alike like anyone that wants to see some a good movie with some like good like a real message like a real message and like and anybody that knows me knows how I feel about coming of age movies that are revolved around POCs they did not come of age. This was over a week. This wasn't a, like, I grew up. They're all yeah. still children. They were, one thing, it, it just reinforced them in who they already were. They were yeah. already people who were trying to save their community. community. And now they're like, oh, 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 but now now lives are on the line. Like, yes. we were just trying to save the bodega and, now like, our home. To, but now, now we're actually physically to, saving you. Yeah. Oh, and that was actually great. There was, like, the vampire, the white woman vampire who started all the gentrifying was like, yeah, we don't want the Bronx to change because we just want to come to a place where people don't care if people disappear like this shithole of the Bronx. And you just hear Chris Reed go, did you just call the Bronx a shithole? <laughs> and, like, the gates part and, like, all the parents are there with, like, stakes and yep. bats and, yep. like, 
Because Coco, um, I mean, what's her name? Rita, Coco Rita. Jones. Rita goes and gets all the parents, including Father Jackson, who was played by Method Man. First of all, I saw his, I saw him, and I was like, "Is that Method Man? Oh my gosh!" And um, Miro is, um, uh, is Tony from the Bodega. So anybody that watches Jesus and Miro on Showtime is Miro, and he's fantastic. He's so good. So good. In so it. so good. He's very sweet with those kids and like just his relationship with those kids, like seeing such a good father figure. Cause that's exactly like, he's exactly who my father is. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like my dad was the one that was like, yeah, we're not supposed to watch this. Don't tell your mother. Like, you know what I mean? Like my dad will walk away in Costco's to get bread. I, I know I've told you this story. My mom said, go get bread. My dad comes back with the weed. No bread. Like, <laughs> you did not tell me this story. Oh my gosh. It was the funniest thing. He's like, look, I got a weed. And my mom was like, Where's the bread? He's like, but this weed will help us work out. He's trying to convince my mom to get this weed, and he puts it in the car. And my mom is looking at it like, where's the bread I sent him on? The freaking tech center is nowhere near the breads. So where is the bread? <laughs> oh, that hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mind you, my father was the one complaining about the freaking budget. And it comes back was like, but the weed will be like a gym membership. <laughs> so we're saving money. Yeah. Oh my gosh! He still has that stupid weed. It's I love. Honestly, does he use it? Oh, does he, he work out? It. Yeah. He oh, so it was it worth the, the investment. Though. Yeah, he took it to Nigeria with him. <laughs> Disrespectful. He was like, "The kids will use it." My dude, I was the only kid living at home, and I was like twenty. Where am I using this, sir? Oh my gosh, my family loves a good weed. My sister has one now for her kids, and they like play just dance and stuff. I guess it. no, it's, it's really great. Fun. That's the Rasputin dance, <laughs> and it, uh, it's great. Radio video <laughs> killed the radio star. Oh like there's gosh. some there's some bops there's on some there, bops and on they there. just like could uh, they just wouldn't. So yeah. I also am a big fan of the weed, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, didn't happen. Yeah, they followed all the there's vampire so tropes. many tropes. So oh, many they, All of them. I, there's, I don't think there's one that we didn't see. Like, they did the neck bite. Oh, how to th- turn a vampire. So you, That was different, yeah. That was different. So she had the dust or the remains of the first vampire that made her, she blew it in his face, and then she has to bite. And she, yeah, bite him. So, so instead she, of an exchange of blood, it was like an exchange of essence almost. Of yeah. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually feed you. It's almost like their version of the Eucharist. Yes, exactly. I'm going to feed you some of this, and then I'm going to bite you, and then it'll complete the thing. Um, but she didn't turn anyone. But uh, uh, Bobby almost got turned. Yes. But then uh, Miguel kind of scared her into dropping Bobby by mistake, and then she immediately went after Miguel because they had, like, actual they, beef. They, they, I was like, they were beefing. out for yeah, each other. Yeah, they've been beefing since, like, jump. Since she talked about them stupid ass maple cones, we're not gonna talk about that. Let me die. Scones, then. scones. <laughs> what I say? Cones. Ma- maple cones. Yeah, maple scones. You're like, cause no one needs them. We don't no even need to say them. Correctly. We don't even. That's not even. But oh no, she, he, he never even mentioned that. He mentioned that to Tony. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. So they really like. I love that this like adult, more than adult woman was really after this 13 year old boy, and she was like, "Nah, we finna fight now." We had, we like what you and I, we, you're going down. Yeah, but they made a joke at the end. They were like, "Oh my gosh, are you a daywalker to Bobby?" He was because he got the thing blown in his face, but it never completed. And he was like, "Like Blade, are you Blade?" Oh, <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, that's what they said it at the block party. I no, right I mean, I heard them say that, but I missed that they were asking if he was like a, a vampire who could walk. I thought he was just saying like, I I thought he was just being like, "Oh, that's a stupid name for humans." Like Daywalker, I missed. Yeah. I missed that. That's yeah. funny. So it was really that was really a cute moment to be like, oh my gosh, like whoa, we really almost missed this. And to watch that block party at the end with all these people from the neighborhood coming together and yeah. like just 
being there for each other and having a good time and like playing double dutch and like you know eating oh the, okay last thing the best thing is they stole um some garlic adobo from uh who's a luis's mom the way they used that adobo he was just like Whoa, just sprayed it he like he like popped it it was the oh yeah and the, and the pop was so i was like they did that fully and they over because it because like it was like far away and you just it's just, it should have been like instead it was <laughs> yo and he sprayed the adobo on everybody and they're like ah it was hilarious and i was like that's a great way to do garlic garlic in any form he had like a garlic like a sash on it was just it was great incredible and it was also something i really appreciated about it and i was like they really used the reality of like the neighborhood and made it all like super positive like i'm not explaining this well but like for example like of course they all had crucifixes in their home yep and of course they all had garlic in their home yep and then they to, to make the steaks they like found like abandoned furniture on the uh sidewalk and they were like breaking, breaking it apart, apart. Yep. and i was like i love that like yeah. they're using the environment and like i just gotta say i love when bacola and i watch um shows or movies that take place in new york because we both vibe with it but from different angles yeah so she gets all the like the neighborhood the the new yeah. york stuff and then i get all the catholic stuff yes. and it's a good time Yo. like we were sitting there like and they were like they were like whispering to each other in like the in the church and like apparently like no one could hear them and i was like i'm sorry you guys are sitting across the aisle that is a stone building that is a stone cathedral i was like that shit would have echoed no but remember both of their well luis's grandma i think and and miguel's mom are both like shut up shut up i was like shut up and then at one point they were texting each other and miguel's mom texted him and was like turn your phone off and it pops up on his phone and he looks at her and she was looking at him like so funny she looked at him like i see you stop trying to be slick yeah, but they were trying to whisper, and I was like, y'all really haven't been to church in mad long. Because even Rita, who's also at the church, turned around and was like, why y'all talking so loud? <laughs> she was like, what is happening? There is not enough people here at Thursday night mass for you to be acting like this. <laughs> and I love that the whole neighborhood is Catholic. Like, the whole yeah. neighborhood was like, no, no, no. we're all... And not like everybody was Catholic, but like a majority of the people that we saw in the neighborhood was, ca- at least the older people were Catholic. Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to find, I mean, like, so I, I spent a lot of time in San Antonio, which is a predominantly Mexican community. Mm-hmm. Everyone was Catholic. And like, I feel like that's what it was like. It was the neighborhood they showed us in this was predominantly, predominantly Latino. Ca- yep. So they're going to be Catholic. Catholic. Like, it's just, it's not even a discussion. Yeah. Like, of course, like, so like even Bobby, he was probably like Afro-Latino. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And like, he just happened, they, he literally, they were like, yo, meet us at church. And he was like, no, I'm not coming. And they were like, what, what you mean you're not coming? They didn't have to say which church. Church, They didn't have to say which time. No, he was like, no, it's Thursday. Like, we all got to go to church. We got to go to church. What are you talking about? And and it's so And that's what the hardcore Catholics, when people who do like the weekly mass (laughs) or the daily mass, I'm like, That's, that's a lot. You know what's funny about that? Like, even growing up, I had friends, neighbors, parents who didn't go to church but would send their kids to church with us. They'd be like, get in the car. Get in the car. Mr. Okamola's going. And my dad, we had a van, so it was like, okay, hey. That's so And they would have to go to church with us on Sundays. And, the, and like, it was so, like, we would bring them to church. 
That's kind of sweet, though. I love that, because even the parents are like, mm, I, I don't know if my soul can be saved, like, but y'all going. Me, but <laughs> what? He's got the car. It's weird if he drives me, because I'm an adult, but not if he drives you. They right? also had a car. It oh. was the it was the getting up on Sunday morning, getting their child dressed for church, and then putting them in our... It's Sunday. Like, I don't want to just <laughs> yeah. be here. Nah, they had snacks. I was good. I was like, get in the car. My parents and a lot of my me... friends were at church, so... Well, we had, we had uh, like, a big... I don't know. It's, like, a thing in the Midwest, but just, like, a big, like banquet after church of like desserts Desserts and and stuff stuff. yep and my parents (laughs) because i was just a little demon child i never wanted to like give everybody the handshake of peace like we have this whole part where we're like oh peace be with you peace be with Uh, you and finally my mom was like you cannot get a donut after church if you do not say peace be with you to at least one person who is not in our family (laughs) i was like okay so like i would turn to one person be like peace be with you and then i'd be like can i get dessert now my mom was like but like, oh my gosh. I literally had to be like bribed with sugar into kindness. I don't, I don't. You know what's funny? That's such an old school. Cause that, the same with us, where my mom was like, cause it was like, you know, welcome everybody. There's like a welcome part, and like I'm, I'm like big, I'm big loud Baptist folks from the north. We're not like Southern Baptist people, but like we just loud. So it was like, eh. There was like a whole part where you say hi to everybody, and there were so many times where I'd be like. What, or like, or I would immediately walk over to my best friend, who is still my best friend to this day, um, and I'm her daughter's godmom. Everything. Oh. Shout out to Tanisha. Literally walk over to Tanisha, and be like, yo, what? <laughs> like we'd be sitting there, and then my mom would be like, y'all can't sit together. Or if we sat together, we had to sit near one of our parents. Oh my god, yes. And we were just sitting there, and then we got a little bit older, and it was like, we gonna sit in the back. Stop. Yo, we used to sneak out of church to go to the bodega. Come, yo, I remember vividly the bodega, like, it truly. And it was one time my mom, like, I came back and my mom was like, is that your offer of money? I said, no. I never stole the Lord's money. I brought my own from school. <laughs> and she was like, so you have money and you asked me to give a dollar. So I would ask for money for the Lord. That was oh, the yeah. Lord's me and my money. brother and would fight over who got would... to put it in the basket. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want, I don't, I, I was like six and I was like, I don't want these people to think I'm stiffing on a Sunday. So I would like take my dad's money, put it in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be like, yes, I, I, did I that gave that. With my money. It was six year old me. me. My I work. am better than all of you. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, oh, this movie was so good. It and it gave good. me it all the really feels. Good. It was really, really great. I feel, I feel educated. Uh, yeah. Like, I same. feel like that freaking taught me something. Oh, I got Yeah, we got to Yeah, that's what I was looking at the time. Um, but Final thoughts? I would recommend to any and everyone. I thought it was amazing. It deserves the 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with every fiber of my being. Great job. Great job to the director. The director also co-wrote it. Fantastic job. I think it was really cute. But then I think the fact that it had such a deep message is what makes it great. Yeah. Like, I, it's exactly what Piccola said. It's accessible and it teaches you without teaching you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will admit, though, I'm not sure I would have picked up on as much. I would have, if, if you had not been explaining, yes, this is really how it happens, I think I would have been like, Wow, this is really blown out of pro- like, like I, yeah. yeah, I would have thought they were dramatizing Mm-mm. how it happens, mm-hmm. and so like, I think it's really important that people watch it. I think it's important that people listen to this episode so yeah. that they understand the context of it yeah. and like the reality of it. And then I also just think that um, I think Bacola is becoming a vampire fan. I don't think it has anything to do no, with the vampires. I think, I think she liked Angel, and I think she liked this movie, and I think that after two seasons. We have made some headway. You know what's really funny? I feel like we've gone more opposite with you 
then we have made headway with me. But okay. I'm gonna let her have it. <laughs> um, this is our season finale. Can you believe that? <gasps> oh my gosh! Thank you so much. I know guys. we made it to episode ten of season two, 2021. Wow, wow. two seasons, 2021. Like, Look at us. wow! Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Thank you for like hanging out with us on Instagram. Um, we are gonna get better at the video for next season. It just takes really long. Maybe to that's explore. what season three will be. Season, season three, three will, will be like be... we'll be dedicated to the video. Yes. Well, there are a couple videos up for certain episodes that we'll all drop at the same time. But um, yeah, like this was really fantastic, and I really enjoyed watching with you, Julia. Thank I you just, so much. Oh my gosh, this has brought me so much joy. Like when people ask me, they're like, "Well, why did you want to start a podcast?" I was like, "Um." I really just kind of wanted to hang out with Bacola. <laughs> so it's seriously, this has brought me so much joy, so much. It's just made me, it's, I feel like it's also made me like a better writer and a better watcher because it's forced mm-hmm. me to like actually analyze things and be like, why did I like this? Why did this work? Why did this not work for mm-hmm. me? And then also we just, we have a great time. Yeah, we have a good time. So um, thank you for joining me. Thank you and, for starting this yeah. beautiful thing. And shout out to Jamaica High School track and field team. I have my hoodie on from high school. Yes. We were the best in Queens. The school is shut down now, but you know. She's representing them. I am repping. I didn't even mean to, but it, I'm so proud that this is also Queens. And it still fits her. And she's fit and fine. fits. Because I bought it two sizes too oh. big. Um, <laughs> I knew I was going to grow up. And I was like, mm-hmm. a girl, I was trying to be like, guys, she still has the same waist she had when she was 16. That's a lie. She fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank I you. can't wait for season three. Yeah. And thank you guys for joining us. Um, Bite me. You can follow us on Instagram. I'll still probably be posting like weird vampire pictures of me and Bacola as yeah. I dig them up. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Bite Me the Podcast. You can email us at Bite Me the Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to get some recommendations. Yeah. Um, or if you're like, hey, I really think your focus of season three should be this, uh, help some girls out and yeah. give us some ideas. Vague Me is brought to you by Players, Performers, and Portrayers. You can learn more about it at playersperformersandportrayers.com. And then we will see you in the new year for season yeah. three. I'm Julia Steyer. I'm Bacola Ogunmola. Bye. 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 Ah. <laughs>